0: Hi, this is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That is true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can find Author Magazine at authormagazine.com. Org, and we are funded by the good people to Pacific Northwest Writers Association Supporting writers from pen to publication Since 1955, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with PNWA president and author A multi-genre author, Pam Binder That was a great one, got to talk about the upcoming conference It's going to be a good one, I hope I see you there you can learn all about it at PNWA.org Yeah, so had a fun conversation with today's guest, Sienna Sterling An expat, an expat, an American living in London. But, oh, we had a great conversation about going to boarding schools in the 70s, about the mysteries of finding our stories, and uh, just about having a story bubbling in you for so long and finally writing it. And by the way, also about publishing your first book at a rather advanced age. That's right. She's in her 70s. I will say she's a very energetic 70s. Uh, But you know This is when she did it So it's never too late people It's never too late It's true So Sienna Sterling is an American journalist And writer living in London with her family Before moving to England She worked at Doubleday Bookstore in New York In political campaigns And for the Federal Railroad Administration She plays poker and tennis And has a passion for Jack Russell Terriers And Tell Us No Secrets Is her debut novel And it's a good one and here's our conversation. Enjoy. All right, Sienna. Hey, welcome, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, it's so great to be on it.
0: Yeah, well, it's cause you're a novelist now. You're a published novelist. I mean, you're a it's person. It's
1: so exciting, it's so exciting.
0: You've published a novel, tell us no secrets and we'll, uh, we'll never tell lies and we'll never tell lies. <laughs> Um, this is your first, is this your first, this is your first published book? Is it? Yes. First. Usually the answer is no, but is this your first written book?
1: Yes. It's. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: jealous. Okay. So this was your first crack at a novel and it got published. All right. So let's back up. Okay. Uh, You're not fresh out of MFA program. You've been around, you've done some things. Um, usually novelists, people who write a novel have a deep relationship to writing in stories. Is that true of you? On this
1: novel, yes, it was a story I felt I really wanted to tell and and the, and the best way to tell it was in a novel.
0: Okay. And did you, um, were you someone as a young person who did a lot of writing?
1: Yes, I did lots of short stories and I've done journalism along the way, uh, yeah. but I didn't have the the push to do a novel until this until
0: this one came along. I think now, I was
1: scared, Bill.
0: <laughs> well, you and a lot of people,
1: right. a lot of
0: people. Um, yeah. This book takes place in it flashes back and forth, but a big part of it's set in the 1970 in a girls' New England boarding school. Yes. Um I had to suspect that you had some experience with this in some form or another in some form or another, but
1: surprisingly, you are right. Yeah. I I (laughs) I thought there's
0: no way this particular story gets told. This is, this is
1: from the heart because I went to an all girls boarding school as I suspected.
0: suspected. And so, um, so there you are, you're often, and this is, so you're, I, I personally, when I was a kid and I heard about boarding schools, it sounded awful to me. I thought the idea of, of not of like being around these people all the time thank you like hell on thank earth you to me. this is yes. my point right <laughs> yeah.
1: you're with these girls i was with these girls 24/7 yeah. so you eat with them you play sports with them you go to classes with them it feels like the military or something there is no way out right and it's yeah. this hothouse and in those days it's changed now i think yeah. but in those days you couldn't go home for like no. six
0: weeks yeah it it feels like you've been put sent to prison because, like, because to me, when I was in school, I mean, I was okay at school and it was okay, and I, I was good at sports, so I didn't have to go through that that unpleasantness. But it still wasn't anything I would wake up and think, I know what I want to do today. I want to go sit in the classroom and have somebody do long division. Like it wasn't. It was. It so I was so happy when I was home, and it yeah. was you know well, that was and freedom. You
1: had- you had some parental guidance of sorts. I, I mean, we were I just did. marooned there with these right. ancient teachers. Who, right. You know, they would say that their fiancés were killed during the war. I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> they ever saw a man. You right. Know? And it was, and the other thing about it that was interesting is that so much was focused on female friendships, right? Well, who was all. friends with the cool girl? There's always a cool girl in every school. There was in mine. Right. The beautiful, cool girl, the it girl. Who was, you know, the most popular, who's her friend, who's not her friend. I mean, it was a tinderbox with all these passions and kind of teenage jealousies of friendships and things. And that's what counted more than whether you did well in history.
0: It didn't matter. It's just, you did a great job of representing it. And I just, I mean, I've never, (laughs) you know, girls have a particular form of cruelty. Boys have their form.
1: It is the mean girl thing. And yeah. I hate to say it, I really do. But, but you know, I talk to men and boys who've been to boarding school and it's nothing, you know, they all do the sports and there's none of this kind of deep seated, crazy resentments. There's
0: violence. Usually yeah. male stuff, it expresses itself in, in straight up violence. This is it, it's very outward. You know? Well,
1: part of <laughs> the reason I actually wrote this is thinking back on that time, I was surprised that no one did get killed. Right, or something seriously horrible happened didn't it didn't happen but it so easily could have with what was going on there
0: well you know what it is it strikes me um sienna is that i I think about my life now it's just writing about myself some my life myself compared to when i was a teenager and i'm in my 50s now and okay and i still feel like the same person the biggest difference is Mm -hmm. i have stripped away all the beliefs that we're never mine. I've stripped away the things I don't want to do. I've stripped away. I've just gotten rid of layer after layer after layer. But when you're 16, you have no tools. You have no tools. You to have not. in with...
1: the, peer, the peer pressure is so intense, oh, right? brutal. That you do things you never would have done. Of course. Right? I mean, I remember there was a craze for shoplifting. I'm not a shoplifter, right? But everyone in the class had shoplifted. There's no way I'm not going to shoplift. Well, you got to do felt, it. Horrendous afterwards. Right. I still yeah. hate the idea that I did that, but you know, you had to do it, and that's why in my book they have this thing called on the uh, thing on the wall of a list of the class, and if you lost your virginity, you put a star beside your name, right? Right. And it's that kind of intense pressure in those days when the whole sexual revolution such was such a thing.
0: A <laughs> yeah. So all right, so that was so you had this intense experience that's been sitting in you.
1: Right, exactly. Causing
0: trouble. You're going back over it. <laughs> I haven't
1: shifted it.
0: <laughs> How, well, you probably have some, but you know, it's just so screwy. I will say the one nice thing about my high school experience was it was a school that was so frayed and so they were so didn't care. And there were kids who were never going to go to college. Most kids, kids, a lot of kids were poor. And and I was like the only kid who was like heading to school kind of thing. If there was right. none, there, there were if there was a click, I never saw it if there was right. okay it, it was very weird in that way that was my perception maybe i was floating in a bubble but <laughs> it had this experience it was intense so you go on to become an adult and you work you do some interesting stuff you said you did journalism yeah. you did you worked book selling for a while in new yeah, york yeah at
1: a double Day bookstore yeah
0: yeah like was done. that a bit like was this in like in the 80s yeah yeah. I used to
1: play a lot of poker. I mean, I've done some crazy stuff. All I worked in right. Washington so were... for a while for the Federal Railroad Administration. I mean, try that on for size. Uh, right? Wow.
0: Wow. So, so done, you were living in New York. You were living in the New York I was a for
1: a long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and what was, did you like the New York life? Were you enjoying yourself? I did.
1: I, well, I went to uh, Barnard and which is oh, great Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I really, no, I loved New York and I don't know if I'd love it now. It's so kind of branded. In yeah. those days it was, you could oh. find all these crazy little places. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so you were living there and are you still trying to write? Are you, I mean, you're selling books, you're surrounded by books. I do.
1: I do the, the, I do short stories. A lot of that.
0: Uh, Are you submitting them and stuff?
1: I didn't even dare send, I mean, you know, send them to New Yorker. No.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. I'm not
1: near that. So I wasn't near enough to it to go further with it, I think.
0: But you did do some journalism and you worked in. Yeah. When I came to London. Okay. When was that? That was in 1983. Yeah. Oh, oh, and yeah, you've been well, there ever I, since.
1: Yeah, I just have not lost my oh, accent.
0: Holy smokes! Oh, so right. you've been in London since 83. Yeah. Listeners, we are talking across the pond. And you can't right. tell because it's just. <laughs> but yes, she is yeah. an expat. So you are truly an expat. You're over there. Yes. Wow. If
1: you if you want my children to laugh, you get them. You, I try and do an English accent, and they fall. You on can't. The
0: floor. You still can't do it.
1: I can't. I I sound I, like some Scandinavian
0: weird. Witch. Get out. I mean, After all this time, did work. you marry an Englishman?
1: Yeah, I did, but I still can't do it.
0: Are it you still
1: to me anyway? I'm an American.
0: But I, I was I interviewed um I just interviewed not but a couple weeks back, Miranda Seymour, the the British um right, yeah, biographer yeah. interviewed. She was wonderful and we were talking about accents, and I was saying I am still stunned when I hear English actors, British actors, do American accents. I am not at all surprised when I see Americans do British. That seems easy. But watching right. a British person do an American just knocks me over.
1: I just saw, you know, Margot Robbie, right? Is that the way you pronounce her name? Margot Robbie? Robbie? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Sorry, Robbie. She, so she's Australian. Yeah. And she was on an Australian soap that even Prince William watches. Right? Oh, okay. And And she was the, i watched her in a movie the other day and she did an amazing american accent I oh know. i tanya she did this american accent i thought how can you do that
0: that's right oh she did i Tanya. yeah <laughs> that's right well because they're acting because you know meryl streep could do an accent why they're not right. that but that's how anyway that's my weird right. bias because because yeah. miranda said what's your accent i was like what do you mean what's my accent <laughs> <laughs> i have no accent <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, so, all right. So, you go and you do journalism, and by journalism, are you just covering what they tell you to cover, or you have a beat? What's I your do. Deal?
1: I had a column for a while. I did kind of, I was supposed to be humorous. It was kind of American. <laughs> oh, take okay. Of yeah. things, and no one here believes that uh, Americans have a sense of irony. So, I was trying what? to.
0: Oh. Yeah, no, that's uh, their big
1: thing here. And now really? I just say, watch Fraser, or, you know.
0: Well, I understand. I, I, I they, they, not to keep referencing her, but I, but in, in her book at one point, or was it, Mar- no, no, it was a different British act, act. I've interviewed so many British writers recently. I don't know why, right. but so one of them has a character say she's talking. And then she says in an American accent, did you really love him? And I said to yeah. the author, what does it mean when a British person drops into an American accent? Cause I know what it means sort of when a British person, when an American adopts a British accent, it usually, right. right so like, that's does,
1: interesting.
0: what does it mean about someone like what is it there and usually it's sort of things are too dramatic or overblown or hollywood yeah or,
1: yeah. yeah or too psychologically deep
0: right? oh 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 interesting the okay. don't
1: like that right
0: so do you feel so there you know the author is to some degree an observer right that's your yeah. you're, you're an observer and so being you know an american in london isn't exactly a fish out of water but you're still yeah you know not one of the weren't born there so does that did that role suit you as the somewhat outsider
1: yes in fact I think it did actually I like watching people and I also have used it for the book I've just finished now is actually an American in an English setting right oh the the, most
0: recent the most recent
1: yeah yeah it's coming out next summer with all (laughs) the you know with everything that that entails and I I had that down pat because I saw enough of it when I yeah Right. And it's fun to watch because there are little interesting things that for sure.
0: Do. For sure. Yeah. And so you're so you're writing a humor column. And this has I, to
1: yeah, happen. I was. Right.
0: You were. So I'm I'm yeah. still flashing right. back. And right. so you're in the eighties yeah. and nineties right. and, and um did you you must have gotten used to then being read, the idea of that what you were writing is going That's to be read. Yes. Yeah. But a novel's different. Oh, oh, I, I agree. Right. But for some people who have never had their stuff, have never written anything that with the express purpose of being read. You do have to get used to that sort of right. give and take, right?
1: Right. That's interesting. But I, I I, didn't have a problem with people reading my journalism. I had a big problem with showing anyone my book.
0: Okay. Right? All right. Let's put you on the couch. Right. Why, why is that? What is the difference between it's something...
1: It's a little part of your, it's a part of your soul. It's a part. And if somebody doesn't like it, it's just so deflating. And what you know? does that mean? And it so hard on I
0: it. I know. See, this is, and I, I coach, I coach people. And this exactly. is the kind of stuff I hear all and the time.
1: This the conversation. Yeah, I was listening to your podcast with Pam Binder and about how you were talking about how the character's start to talk to you and yep. they become, and you get really fond of these people and you care about them. And if yep. somebody's going to diss them or not get it, you yeah. know, it's just so deeply worrying, you know?
0: But, and yet you better get used to it. I know, it is, I it comes know, but the-
1: it was hard. It was really difficult. Sure. It was
0: you, here. Here's my advice here. I'll give you some advice. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw it out the window, if you want, no, but no, one no, thing I've not- learned and I could, I write my own about my own life a lot. And it mm. took me a while to realize, and of course, I, you know, I like people to like my stuff. I prefer it when they like them and they don't. But it occurred to me <laughs> they're and I so my am always the protagonist in the stories I tell now. You know, that's right. the sort of stuff I write. But I realized they're not reading about me. They're always reading about themselves. It's that's them, interesting. That and so the reader is Wow,
1: you're it, right, actually.
0: Because think about your own reading experience. Right. Who's really is this about? It's about that's you. That's so true. Right. And That's so you have, it's helpful. The only thing is you have to let go of what you hope will, you will get from the praise. Cause what you, you know, you won't get from the praise anymore, you know, the kind of incredible validation because they're still talking right. about themselves.
1: But can't you kind of pretend
0: You can't. Well, if you want, but it's a double it's it. You know, for
1: that one second. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's like reviews. It's like live by the sword. You die by the sword. And if I, you're, if yeah, you're it's terrifying. Yeah. So, it's all, all right.
1: It's a scary feel. Let's put it that way. It
0: is, but all right, you're navigating it. But obviously, so all right, so you've you've been doing this work, you've, you're raising kids, you're living in London, you got this life. It's yeah. great, and yet this story won't go away. Your experience. Well, what
1: happened actually? What was interesting that really set it in motion was I had a falling out with a friend here, and I got so upset and kind of grabbed by it. I that I thought I'm I'm overreacting to this. Right. And I knew I was because I was obsessing and I thought, well, yeah, I did a little shrinkage on myself. I thought, what's this about? And then right. I just went st- dove straight back to boarding school days. And I thought, of course, that's what it's about. Right. Wow. Because that was a huge part of everything. And then I thought I started thinking about that whole situation and I thought, this is a story I want to tell.
0: So I think you were suffering from a, a mild, mild form of PTSD, almost in a way in that, right? You yeah. did this four years and it was like sort of traumatic and intense, but you just say, well, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because right. I'm just going, and, you're, and it's probably everybody's emotionally repressed at that time. And, you know, it's all waspy and not that all right. was exactly. repressed emotionally, but yeah. it can happen. I I understand, yeah. right? And yeah. so you don't make anything of it, yet it's all sitting in there. Things like you said things about yourself to yourself. You thought things yeah. about yourself and it. And until you disbelieve it, it lives in you. So did the book, even though it's, you know, it's a suspense yes, story. Yes, it was cathartic. All right. That's what I wanted to it know, was, was it?
1: I, you know, I didn't have to pay money to a professional. It was <laughs> cathartic. It just yeah. freed something in me from there. And yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. And I had, I guess, uh, obviously I had hoped it would be, but right, you know, when you're, because it was a cycle. It is a psychological thriller. I mean, it's right. not just my experiences, you know, no. but it functioned for me as, as seriously addressing those issues, which obviously were lurking. You're right.
0: Well, it's so interesting, but of course you didn't go into it. You went in to write a book. right? You know, you, and I think if you had gone into it to, to cleanse something, it would have yeah. gone sideways. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, we do that sometimes, like memoirs right. get written for that reason. So, yeah, and so, and, but, you know that's interesting because you could have written a memoir. I talked right. to another suspense writer. Um what's his name? There it is. Tom Rob Smith, who wrote a suspense book that was based on an experience of his. And I was like, Well, that's an incredible experience. Why not just write it, add it up? And he's like, No, no, I gotta turn it into fiction. You could have written simply your wow. your time and in, in um right. in, I mean what he had what happened to him was just bizarre. And he was like, Oh my god, I'm living a suspense novel. And so he changed right. things a little bit, of course. Yeah. Well, one you- of
1: the one of the strange things that happened to me is, is there's a bit in the book called Friendship Weekend where they're tied together at the wrist, these girls, right. in pairs for like a whole weekend. Well, in my memory, this is one of the few things in the book that actually did happen, mm-hmm. right? That right. we were tied together, right? but only for like a day. Right, But I have since that time talked to three people who were in my class at that school and none of them remember that. See, this, right? is,
0: this is memory. Isn't
1: that weird? Because yes. you wouldn't forget that, would you, really? Well, or, you? or apparently you
0: would. Because this is, this is what I've learned about someone, because I write memoirish stuff, is people's memories of what matters to them and what doesn't. And things ah. that they do remember are so, you know, my brother, right. I was talking to him, he had this memory of our cat, Jimmy, and how he would always look out this one window. And I was like, Oh, I guess he did, but it wasn't until he was like, and it so it was emblazoned in my brother's mind about this. Right. Window that the cat would. Look it like. was
1: crucial to him. For crucial,
0: yeah. And he had a relationship to that cat about him being like a hero because he would fight off the other cats. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I, you know. So that so people's memories are so specific. And again, it comes back to what we were saying, Sienna, which is that there, it's always they're living through their own lives and what actually is important to them is what's going to stand out right yes right ah, so what stands right. out. and so now i would think because this was you wrote about it and this was god oh i hate i'm sorry 52 years ago Do yeah I love, don't right? but yeah, okay. yeah. but this really, i go through it you
1: really pin me down on I'm, that sorry. No. I'm sorry i'm yeah, sorry that's all right listen, you're I, allowed i got
0: i just had my 30th wedding wedding anniversary and i i i'm just still this really
1: gives hope to now. older writers so that's right go. right
0: that's right absolutely and um right. I would think. I would have given myself liberty to plunder a lot of real stuff to to Mm. take real teachers real people and right just use it did you let yourself do that
1: I used the beautiful uh most popular one um Cassidy was I definitely used her because she was this kind of Angelina Jolie figure I mean she was just Stunning and sexy and way beyond us all, and there's no way of not using her. (laughs) But I wanted, funnily enough, I she didn't have a great life after that, and I wanted to change her ending. Yeah, I wanted to change her ending, which I did. Oh, interesting. It was a weird, it was a strange impulse, but I wanted to change it.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Did you? There was like, there's a teacher in there. There's like a there's a headmistress loves all things French. I thought. Yeah. There's an example. I thought. Did she? God, it feels like that woman existed. but maybe She you're... actually,
1: she didn't, but All I... All right, very like
0: good. good, good, good. Right. It shows, it shows, using the old imagination, good for you. Right. So when you sat down to start doing it, hmm. what did you tell you, how did you give yourself permission to write it? Like, how did you get over the fear to finally write it?
1: I think because I thought, I'm going to write this, and I don't care if I give it to anybody. Uh, right? Ah, if anyone ever sees it, ah, I just want to write it. Right? And yeah. I mean... Obviously, there was some subconscious thing because I thought I need a dead body in here, right? <laughs> right. So, right. so there it wasn't just uh, there was something lurking there. But but when I wrote it, I was I just I'm just writing this. If something happens, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
0: Why did you need a dead body? Like, what? Let's look. Let, let, why? Because did have I felt to be it selection?
1: was actually could have been there. <laughs> because, ah, as I said.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. No. So that was, the. it wasn't like, right. I need to sell this. And the other No, no,
1: there was, it. A, because there was a, there was an underlying to me anyway. And this is the way I saw it. Violence underneath it all. Yeah. I thought somebody ends up dead here. I didn't, again, back to your conversation with Pam Bunder, I didn't know until about halfway through who was going to die.
0: Right. So you didn't, you didn't, I'm sorry. So you didn't know who was, was going to, who did it or who was going to die?
1: I didn't know either of those things. No.
0: All right. Good for you. Did you, did you say I'll write and find out?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And the other, the only other really strange thing that ha- I find this strange, and maybe you won't, but I was really it took me a long time to write and I was blocked at a certain point when I thought I should have done it. right. And what worked for me was switching someone's name, right? Oh. I changed her name uh-huh. and that and for some reason, that made it all start to happen again. That I have no is, idea. That Isn't is that weird? weird?
0: That is weird. So yeah. something about that loosened up. You know, I, I, I do think when we're blocked, what happens is we get locked into, oh, there you are. You get locked into a way of seeing the story or in my case, seeing my life. You just get locked. Your vision gets locked. Right. And you get, so you keep getting the same thing over and over again. And so maybe that name was just enough to-
1: Trigger something. Yeah, to break
0: up the the that's in, that is interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Right. It is, but you know, there is a level of I don't like to actually call it magic, but it is something that is beyond oh. the physical at play in the creative writing process. I whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, I don't know how you translate it or talk to people about it, but that's how I see it.
1: Yeah, well, you you certainly hope that's what it is.
0: What you hope as opposed to what just mania? What <laughs> yeah, total. Well, yeah, because you know it don't I I tell my clients, I'm like, look, it this you can't do this without the thing that surprises you. I I can't do it right. without the thing right. that gives me the inspired idea, the surprise. Like I don't so right. my job is to learn how to work with that. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. No magic and surprise are what
0: you want. Yeah. That's how it works. And so, all right. So you gave yourself permission to write it without Mm -hmm. any expectation.
1: Right.
0: All right. Very important to all you listeners. That's a, it's a, I wish I could have done that when I was a young fella, I had was full of expectation and it just gummed up the works. Oh, totally. Totally. Especially if you've never published something, I think it changes once you start doing it um and so you said okay at what point did you say "Mm, I think we're gonna I think I've got something here
1: when I thought of the ending I like the ending and I thought actually this ending could sell a book or it's I then I thought I also wanted people to read it because <laughs>
0: it's good. You know. Good. That's great. Yeah. You you, you, yeah. that you, should be excited that you should know what it is. You're dying to give to the reader. Right. That's, yeah. can I say I not to, this is not a, this interview is not about me, but when I was struggling, I remember at one point thinking about the book I was writing. Cause I'd done other stuff like theater and stuff that I've been really excited about, but I moved to fiction. And I remember thinking like, I don't know what it is a person will get out of this book. Like, I don't know what it is I'm giving them. And I said, well, that's not a problem, but it was a huge problem. I actually didn't know the gift that the book represented. And it's so important to have that in your mind. I think what you described there.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that is definitely what shifted it into, okay, now I will show this to, you know, now I'll take the gamble kind of thing. Wow.
0: That is such a great, that is such a sort of, um, frame that's a model it's a model for how to do it if, if I could if I could replicate that and say don't care don't think <laughs> about it and then when you recognize what's awesome about it say I can't wait to share this with you and isn't it a little bit like isn't it a little bit like when you read a great book that you you pick up a great book and love it and you want your best friend to read it isn't there a right. little bit of that in there
1: yes yeah I think so and that's a great feeling actually
0: it is yeah. and then because in a way when you found the ending as you said Mm. you found it i mean you were the one who was there but there is a sense of like discovering something outside of you and so it's it's you but not you at the same time
1: yeah yeah it comes from somewhere
0: (laughs) yeah so of course you could share then you could share that with somebody else
1: right
0: oh yeah all right well this is good what a great way to write a book you should be i hope it was a hard book to sell did it take a little while or were you able to find someone relatively quickly
1: but harper collins took it pretty quickly yeah
0: yeah okay that's great that's satisfying you know
1: i was lucky and it it was great it was it happened it went well for me
0: that's great did you did you know anybody in the publishing world i mean sometimes journalists i had um
1: i got my my one of my friends one and i hadn't had a falling out with her her (laughs) cousin was an agent Ah, and so okay. I said, do you think he could look at this? And he did. And he really liked
0: it. So oh, that's nice. Okay. So well, that's that was, good. you
1: know, uh, that worked too.
0: It is okay to have an easy time publishing things. It doesn't have to be this hard.
1: Well, at my good. age, I figure why not? I get to have something easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like your attitude. It's so true.
1: Right.
0: It's so true. So it came out. Now it's been out for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, what's that been like?
1: It's interesting in terms of again you know i've gotten some good reviews which is great i love things like this this is like my favorite yeah
0: this is fun so yeah
1: it's so much fun um and so i've done that and no it's been great it's been terrific
0: you've really enjoyed you've enjoyed the experience of being an author yes exactly exactly i
1: haven't i haven't searched for my reviews on
0: don't don't do not not going to i'm not going to don't you do that it won't help. No, you. I know I would hide
1: under a you yeah. know, the blanket for the next 10 years. And then well, keep... yeah.
0: And, you yeah. know, cause the writer is such a private, private.
1: That's the thing.
0: And then, then you gotta be public. Then you got right. in some form or another. Right? And
1: someone's going to hate you. Right. Someone is going to just <laughs>
0: hate it. Why did you write this? They don't understand. I don't like it. Why would you right. write it? I don't right. understand. Right?
1: <laughs> no, I really can't.
0: I have no desire to read that. No, it, it it's a it's a weird. It's part. You know, it's it's kind of a, you know, everybody has like like every comedian has to bomb, you right. know? And and I will say the kind of stuff I write, I don't get that as much for whatever reason. But fiction writers, fiction writers, the hate it that comes to net, fiction writers right. is unlike any other writer. I don't know. You know, all fiction writers. Do you hate think it, it's they, because
1: everyone does have a book in them and they're no, just really no? I think it's
0: because in fiction, almost more than anything else, you 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 are going along for a ride, and okay. if you don't want to go on that ride.
1: Right, right. Like they've <laughs> done something to you. <laughs> You're just
0: like, I don't want to be on this ride. This contradicts, you know. Who knows right. what it is? And right. I just, I'll tell you. And so that's you know, I'm in an, an unusual position, Sienna, in that I don't read anything that I will not speak to the writer of that thing. Now, like everything I read, I talk to the person who wrote it. So my relationship to books is so, it's it's changed so much because I know that it is great. And they're all, I know there's a person behind that who worked and who loves it. And even if I don't like it, I'm like, but they loved it and they worked hard on it. And it means (laughs) as much to them as me. I can't pretend, I just have to have respect for them all, you know? right? Wow. but no, really, I that's, that's really not. Cool. I, I honestly do because I know what it takes. I know how much right. it means to the person. So yeah. Uh, well, so good. So you got another one though. You got another one you've written.
1: Yeah, got another one.
0: Yeah, and it's done. And
1: that is the and that is the English American right. dichotomy. It's fun. Yeah, and, and I mean, is, it's also a psychological thriller. But it's and
0: that is at your on your editor's desk right now. I've, been done, I've
1: got to do copy editing at the end of the month. Yeah, but that's
0: that's fine. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, just going through. Do you get? Do you have the uh first time you get the manuscript back, and is all the
1: yes, exactly. You go through it. Oh go through it. God. Yeah, it's terrifying.
0: <laughs> I'm describing for my listeners. I'm just describing all the red and oh blue, all the comments. Oh. All because the, they'll it, it's it's, it's just, you it's think like oh they hate jungle. my book they hate my book like of
1: course it's, they it's a jungle yes. of all these things right yes. and you yes. think is there any sentence that's not you yes. know in the middle of this jungle of red and oh god did you
0: make it your objective the next for your next book to have fewer of those to say let me see if i can cut down in by half no because no? i know they're going to be
1: there anyway no, all
0: right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a take it somewhat takes you aback you just think oh my god they hate they, why did they buy yeah. it why are they publishing it what's going well, on and there?
1: then and some of the things you're going wait a minute wait did, uh, is that is, and then you get, did i say that Oh my God, I've repeated myself. That's like, right. Oh, I can't believe I did that. That's I've read right. this so many times and I didn't catch that myself. You know.
0: But don't you start resenting them too? It's like, what do you mean you don't understand? <laughs> <laughs> pretty... do you speak English? <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> 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 oh, we're such children when it gets... but you got over it like a grown up yeah. and you finish it. Good for you. Good for you. Okay. Well, so uh, the books tell us no secrets and we'll never tell lies. Right good psychological it's you know it's a twofer you get a psychological thriller and you get a great if you're into it portraiture different time sort of yeah. different place but very yeah. rich detailed portrait of and told from different points of view fascinating so i think i recommend it if you like a little you gotta like a little mystery if you like some mystery too so
1: thank oh, you no so nice
0: oh, it's my pleasure my pleasure but i'm not quite done with you okay Cena. uh Here's you got to you got to answer this question. Think about all the writing you've done, including your uh, journalism work and your essays, but specifically your novels, I guess. If it's taught you anything, it's taught you what? All that writing
1: it's taught me to respect the process.
0: Yeah. Right. More than the outcome.
1: Well, the outcome, but the whole process of putting a book together. Yeah. Right, and what that takes, yeah, and what you need to be able to fashion this yeah. into a whole. Right? You know, I can't do clay and molding, you know, but to to make it work together into a legitimate being of its own, yeah, it's it's taught me that process is kind of is that's magical to me. That's I- amazing.
0: I agree. There is something, I always feel like there's something that knows better than I do what the thing is supposed to be. And I'm just right. trying to obey it.
1: <laughs> there's some platonic book out there.
0: <laughs> there it is. Yes. Yes. That we're trying to meet. I, yeah. Sienna, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Congrats on an excellent thank book you. and good luck on the next one.
1: Thank you. That was incredibly enjoyable. Thank you very much.
0: That's right. you got to trust the process. Trust the process. Didn't you like her? Didn't you like Sienna? I did. Sienna Sterling. Nice woman. Funny woman. Can't wait to read her next book. Hey, uh, it was a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing it again next week. I want to thank my producer, RJ Jeffries. Thank you, my friend. And I want to thank all of you out there for listening. Uh, So until the next time we are together in this odd format... I want you to go find something, something you love to do, and just do it.